This podcast is a part of the Benview Network. You can find this and other podcasts like it at BenviewNetwork.com. Three parts tomato sauce, a two parts diced mushroom, a pinch of lime, a dash of salt, a snip of mandrake root, seven teaspoons of brave dust, one human skull pressed, and cilantro for garnish. The rest, though, is a secret ingredient. We all have our vices, intrepid listeners. You may deny it all you wish, but it's true. Even I am partial to certain unseemly things, especially considering my line of work. At least I can say I am in control. Yet some become slaves to their vices and cannot cope with the realities of their addictions. Thus, they turn to others for help, either to come out clean or to fall deeper into darkness. This can be applied to a number of things, but in tonight's play, we see the effects addiction can have on a group of people. In a church basement in some American city, they gather, seated in a circle of old folding chairs as they discuss their bad habits and the methods they use to try and overcome them. Right. I think we're all set then. Welcome, everyone. I realize it's not a very big turnout tonight, but don't let that be a discouragement. We're all here to help each other, and that's what matters. Now, most of us are familiar with how this works, but I see we have a new member tonight. So, out of consideration, I think it's best if someone else starts. Just so no one else feels intimidated to share. Who'd like to go first? I will. Thank you. Hey there, I'm Langston. I'm Langston. Most of you know me here, and a lot of you know that I've been clean for six years now, which is something to be proud of for sure. Six years, but sometimes I still get the urge to get high. My life feels like a constant series of triggers, and when I feel like pulling one of them, I come here to the circle. (laughs) I admit, when I first started, I didn't know how much it would help telling a group of strangers the details of how I threw away my life. I don't think my addictions have gone away. They've just changed. These meetings instead of drugs. At least the meetings don't send you to the emergency room with abscesses. Or into jail for the weekend sick and detoxing. They don't kill you and swallow you whole like addiction does. (laughs) (sighs) Either way, I still think this is good for me, these meetings, and having people to listen. It's like a ritual by now, and that's important. The ritual is important. The circle is important. The repetition is important. I guess. Well, I I guess that's really all I had to say about it. Just being here helps. Thank you, Langston. I'm glad to know we can help, and we appreciate your honesty. As always. Hey, Langston. What's with the new girl? No idea. You think she's a court mandate? 
Probably. Do you see her eyes? There's something wrong with them. Mark, would you like to go next? Oh, uh, yeah, sure. Uh, hi everyone. I'm Mark. Hi, Mark. Mark. I want to say, first of all, I agree with a lot of what Langston said about the ritual and the repetition and whatnot. I want to say it's getting better. I do. But what can I say? I'm a pessimist, especially after everything that's happened to me. I lost my wife, my job, and my dignity because of my addictions. And though maybe, maybe if I made an effort to turn my life around, God would forgive me and point me towards a happier life. Now I've found out my brother is dying, esophageal cancer, and I have to wonder what I'm still doing wrong. Would it be easier to go back on the drugs just to escape my misery? I have to tell myself every day that I'm getting better and that... But it's hard, and I have to trust that there's something greater than I can grasp. Trust that God can plan and that with both his hands and your help, I can do better. I struggle with it, but here I am. And that's my piece for the night. Thanks, guys. We do whatever we can, Mark. Thank you for sharing, and I'm sorry to hear about your brother. I'll be praying for him. Thanks. Now, I do want to mention again, we have a new member. Now, I just want to assure you that this is a non-judgmental setting. You can say anything you like. We're here to listen and help you if we can. Now, would you be comfortable sharing now? Sure. I'd love to tell you my story. Very good. Just take your time. My name is Emily. Hi, Emily. This is my story. It started three years ago, the first time I got high. My mom had surgery on her knee. I tried some of her pain meds. They were awesome. I collapsed on the couch after taking them. I was made of clouds and unicorns. I was composed of rainbows and garden gnomes. So I took more, Ovs. Then some more. Then I got some for my friends. Then pills cost too much. Then I found out heroin was a lot cheaper than prescription pills. Oh, this next part is the part in behind the music, before the comeback. I got really messed up on heroin. My my friends weren't always my friends. I did a lot of things I really regret. I should have died. I wish I did. It would have been better than this. Maybe. Two months ago, my friends and I were trying to score. We were getting sick. We were sleeping in an underpass. We didn't have anything. My friend Amy, she drew a circle. Like this. Like the one we're sitting in. We decided we were going to call something to help us. Get us high or whatever. To not feel sick or something or whatever. Doesn't matter now. Anyway, we made the circle. We called it, and it showed up. It immediately showed up, like it had just been waiting for this moment forever. I guess it had. The first thing that happened was it killed Amy. Dead. Totally dead. And then it's... Well, it ate her. After that, it spoke to me. It asked if I still wanted what I called it for. Did I want its help? And I told it, yeah, because why the fuck not? I'll take living and not dying for 500, Alex. Okay, Emily, I think we might be wandering a little bit. He told me he had been asleep for a really, really long time. Now he was up because of us, and all he wanted to do was eat. And he didn't really ever want to stop eating again. So we made a deal. 
If I helped him out, brought him to places where he could eat, he'd help me out. He couldn't get me heroin, but he could get me high in a different way. I could eat with him. I said yes, so, so... Then he changed me. My eyes first, then other things. And guess what? I like this better than junk. Better than anything. He told me the more pain and sadness people have in their life, the better they taste. And that sorrow flavors the body. And he's right. Sadness tastes magnificent. Like rainbows and fucking unicorns. But he needs a circle to pull him into this world. So I told him I had an idea. A way we could kill two birds with one stone. Or kill something, at least. This can't be right. Oh god, there's something in the hall. <laughs> this is our fifth meeting. Fifth town in two months. No one has caught on yet. Of course, we don't leave a lot of evidence in our wake. Most of it we swallow. <laughs> <laughs> so, hey. Langston, right? I think you're first. We're ready. <laughs> oh, what a shame. Sometimes your higher powers help you in ways that others cannot understand. I don't know why, dear guests, but this story is maybe a mite peckish. Perhaps it's best we retire for the night. Until next we convene, pleasant dreams. <laughs> Midnight Marinara is a bi-monthly podcast written, produced, directed, and mixed by David King. This episode features the voice talents of Dave Bloom, Sparrow Lay Rain, A.J. Pinkerton, and the mysterious Victor. Higher Powers is based on the original short story by O.H. Manchester. You can read this and other works of his at cursedvideogame.tumblr.com. Special thanks to Nathan Schultz, author of the Lethal Weapon Meets Buffy Meets Lovecraft-style comic, The Shrouded City, for supporting the show. Comments? Suggestions? Tired of us staring at you from the other side of your rearview mirror? Feel free to leave feedback wherever you listen to this, or email us at midnightmarinera at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.